Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, hope you're doing well this fine day. Yeah, I mean, outside a little story I gave you earlier, I'm doing, I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, take care of some business there, man. Yeah, yeah. What talking about. Anyway, uh, yeah, we um, we have two uh, two big wins of the Blue Devils had Saturday over Boston College and Monday uh, against Wake Forest to discuss. On today's edition, I will look forward to this weekend's uh, trip to Tallahassee to play the Florida State Seminoles on Saturday afternoon and then turn around after that and go Wednesday down to Miami. So two back on the road in the ACC, uh, you know, Duke uh, lost at, at Carolina in the last road game they had and have since won three straight home games, which is what you want to see happen, right? They, they got it going right. and got, got themselves, got the ship right a little bit there. Right, right. I mean, the problem was never really us, you know, on the, at home, you know, um, it was more so like you not know, being uh, taking care of our business, business on the road. So hopefully right. uh, we got that ship corrected and going out to the, the Florida. Absolutely. Uh, just uh, seven games left now in the regular season. So we're getting down, getting down close to the end here. But mm-hmm. uh, um, before we go any further, I want to remind about our sponsor, uh, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs and the tournament with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today and become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, yeah, so the Blue Devils, um, uh, you know, we I think our last uh, episode we talked about, you know, Kyle Filipowski was try, trying to find his way, trying to find his uh, his rhythm, uh, and he uh, certainly has done so the last two games, 16 points against Boston College when Duke won uh, that one, uh, and then um, Monday night, you know, he had the big game, uh, a double-double uh, against Wake Forest. So it's good to see uh, uh, Flip uh, kind of, get things right in his own mind and, uh, and start playing a little better. He only, only had one rebound against Boston one. College. I have to say that. I was going to mention that too. I was going to oh, mention that too. But he had hey. one more than me. Okay. But. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I was going to mention that. I was like, uh, literally, uh, yeah, it's great to see him back in the, uh, you know, the column of double, double digit scoring again, but one rebound. And he didn't get that until like, I want to say it was like 12 minutes left in the game. He yeah. get that one rebound. Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on? Like you can't be, seven foot and not able to give me this two or three that fall into your hands, just being around the basket, you know, and for him, they only have one with 12 minutes to go in the game. I was like, I have a little bit of a problem with that one, but on the other side, you know, we did see strides of him taking a, 
uh, steps in the right direction where we can count on him to get us points and things like that. So I was happy about that part, but you can't be a seven-footer with one rebound. Like, no. come on. <laughs> I teed you up for that one, didn't I? It was going to get under your skin. Yeah, yeah. Yes, to. Um, right, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, another thing that we're seeing improvement from him is he uh, has gone the first half of both games without committing a foul. So – that, that, that was a problem early. He was getting in foul trouble. I like guess what happened last week against Notre Dame, uh, Carolina game, all that kind of stuff. So um, that's good progress. He's uh, learning to defend and rebound some <laughs> without fouling. With, yeah, yes. with his hands up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's not – a lot of times, you know, uh, it's kind of hard sometimes too when being uh, the taller guy. But when you take that initial contact and all of a sudden you break that plane, you kind of reach over it, that's automatic foul. So for him to take that contact with his chest and still stay up, that's been uh, the, the most promising I've seen him uh, trying to stay engaged with the defensive scheme and still be able to be on the court to help his team. And that really was the key uh, Monday night against Wake when you know their big guy, Efton Reed, got two fouls real quick. They had three before halftime, and then right. he ended up fouling out. And mm-hmm. that, was, that, to me, was going to be the battle. Uh, Efton Reed, their big seven footer against Flip, and then they also have Andrew Carr, who's a six eleven guy. They had two basically. Wake has basically two seven footers in there. Yeah, yeah. Both of those guys were in foul trouble all night, and that was a big factor in that game. That who who can win that? You know, who, can they get Flip in foul trouble or the other way around? And right, right. Lo and behold, it was Flip that held held firm. So big yeah. win there for the Blue Devils. And hopefully we got that same uh, <laughs> the same good luck against uh, Florida State because they got some uh, tall guys on that team too. So I think they actually they got a little bit more tall guys than uh, than uh, than Wake has. But the yes. fact uh, we got to play against uh, them, they always been good on at, at home. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is about Florida State, but sometimes every time we go down there, it's almost like a 50 50 chance type thing. And it started back before I got there when uh, Jay Will and them were there. They had a tough time at Florida State. Yeah. We had enough time at Florida State, and now it just seems kind of it's kind of trickled down. So I'm not sure what it is in Tallahassee, but I'm hoping that you know that's those years have passed and we can kind of get over that. But the fact that we got to play against a team that's very tall that's what uh, you know Coach Hamilton always does. He always gets these guys that are tall, athletic, you know, skinny, versatile guys, and yeah. we got to be able to play against this length uh, that we're going to go down to Tallahassee and see for you know for ourselves firsthand. They, they always are a pretty good defensive team too. They're physical in that way. And so, um, yeah, there is something about Tallahassee. It's I've, I've been there for several court stormings uh, when, when Duke <laughs> yeah. gets beat <laughs> Yeah, yeah. my yeah, time. Yeah. The first one was uh, Kyrie's team in 2011 coming off the championship, 2010, 2011. That was the first loss of the season Duke had that year. It was at Florida mm. state. Uh, Kyrie didn't play obviously, but that was, uh, that was Nolan Smith and that crew. Um, so mm-hmm. I learned it quickly about, that was the first time I'd, I, that was my first season covering Duke, and I realized quickly what the trips to Tallahassee can be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a it was an odd day for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, going back to rebounding and talking about who's playing well and all that, Jared McCain is getting double doubles almost every night. He's mm-hmm. killing it on the boards. He's he's sneaky getting in there, and you know Mitchell and uh, Mitchell had a great game. We'll talk about him against Wake, but we're talking to Mitchell and, and Flip about about Jared. And they're like. I don't know how he does it. He gets in there and he finds the ball. But, hey, man, go for it, buddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, how he does this, he puts his nose into uh, that uh, paint and he goes and grabs it. Like That's how he does it. Like He's not afraid to kind of mix things up. And that's what I kind of like about this guy. And that little story about him um, 
not playing well. I think it was against – I forgot who it was against, but he had his grandparents in town, and then he wound up going back to the, the gym and had his grandparents, you know, uh, rebound for him. So I was like, yeah, yeah I, I kind of like that story, even though if I was the grandparents, I was like, no, I didn't fly all this way to come see you play and you got me working. <laughs> but the fact that, you know, they were willing to actually help him out, and then he, he's been playing well uh, ever since then too. So I'm glad that that's the case that um, we have somebody like that. But you could tell, like, this guy – has a lot of determination. He wants to be good, and he does things to make himself you know, be in that position. And I was, I was, I just love that story when I when I heard that. So when I see him doing well, and for some reason, he's our best rebounder right now. Even though we have <laughs> flipping Mark Mitchell, but he's our best best rebounder right now. So that's the the crazy part. But so go back to the, what you actually said. Yeah, it's not surprising because he's the one that actually put his nose into the paint and he wants to mix it up and get the ball. So, yeah. It's all about what to, isn't it, when it comes to rebounding? Yeah. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. No matter much. if you're short or tall, man, you got to want to go get it. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, and Jared's certainly doing that. He's, you know, uh, he is probably, you know, he's he's up for ACC freshman of the year right now, I think, the way he's playing. He's certainly going to be a first-team all-freshman team. Uh, uh, you know, Duke normally dominates that that with all the one and done guys, but the, the, he's clearly the best freshman on Duke's team this year, and mm-hmm. he's really made up for. You know, Proctor's kind of had uh, he he didn't score against Wake Forest. Proctor didn't, and he went on the court at the end of the game. He hit his head during the game. He hit his head in the court. I don't know if you remember seeing that, and yeah, kinda, I mean, kind of made him I, groggy a little bit. I did see that, but I mean, you know, before then, he would play, he played what twenty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and still, still didn't score. So I mean, yeah. I understand him hitting his head in the floor, but I'm trying to figure out what's going on with him because you know he went from, you know, being hurt to trying to figure his way back into come off the bench, and then he started finding his, you know, his his niche again, and then all of a sudden it seems like something happened where we don't see that same spark anymore. And I'm not sure what's going on with that, but we need him to get get it back going because the guy that ended the year last year is a guy that we definitely need to see right now. No kidding. And uh, it kind of started for him, the Carolina game over there when he only had two points. Um, you know, he tried to guard R.J. Davis, did a decent job on R.J., but uh, he didn't score at all. And that was a big factor in, you know, in Duke losing that game. And you expect more than two points at a Tyrese Proctor. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess it's good, though, that this team has so much depth in the backcourt that Caleb Foster has stepped in and, you know, he's playing those minutes. And, you know, frankly, at the end of the game, I know, uh, you know, Tyrese – hit his head during the first half and he ended up playing 11 minutes in the second half. So it wasn't like he didn't play at all. He was in there some, yeah, he just yeah. wasn't effective. Right. So yeah, yeah. John was like, okay, well, Caleb Foster is going to play. And uh, he didn't play. John didn't have um, a deep bench that night. He didn't use a whole lot of the bench guys uh, as opposed to the Boston college game where he was subbing guys out left and right and said, Hey, if somebody's mm-hmm. not playing defense, I'm gonna put somebody else in. So, but he went with Caleb Foster mostly down the stretch of that game. And Caleb played well and, and helped him get that win. And uh, so that's the good thing about this group with with the guards, with Roach and McCain and Proctor um, and uh, and Foster. You've got plenty of uh, plenty of guys in the backcourt to uh, 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 switch switch things up and 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 go, go to the hot hand when somebody else isn't hot. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean. Uh... I wish we had more depth with the bigs um, to help us out with that. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Do the same thing. Um, but uh, the fact that, you know, especially, you know, guys like Mark, Mark Mitchell, who's been playing really well the last, what, two games? I think he had uh, 23 and eight against Wake, and then he had uh, 17 and seven against BC. So, you know, those those games right there, we kind of expect, you know, out of Mark Mitchell 
he seemed to be kind of back to what he was before. And, you know, after he you know, taking a little bit of a dip, I think uh, it's been great for, for our confidence, especially with that first unit. And I'm hoping that he continues to do that because we need somebody that gives us that spark. I know um, John has been trying to find uh, more minutes for Sean, uh, Sean Stewart. Yeah. And uh, he's been provi- providing sparks as well. Uh, I think he got thrown in at the end of um, the first half and he wind up uh, helping us out uh, when we was kind of like trying to figure out, it was a weird game too. Like we were trying to figure out um, how to, you know, establish that lead. And all of a sudden we went from us playing and it seemed like both teams are doing a shootout and nobody was making any shots. So yeah. it was a shootout. It was a shootout oh, on both ends. It was a I rock think, fight. Yeah. Right. And I think it was like, uh, <laughs> We, we had uh, us and Wake had to wind up totaling like 33s yeah. that game. Yeah. And both teams were shooting like, you know, 20%, something crazy right. like that. Like, right. <laughs> and I was like, it was, it was just a weird game. I mean, Wake went 0 and 11, the first 11 threes, and then they went 3 and 3 to kind of help bring the, uh, the, the close that gap. But it was just a lot of threes on both sides. And I was like, man, these teams are shooting well. Like, what? A, what is what else going to happen? Like we got to figure out something else out of score, and uh, us having eight turnovers at uh, that half too, and yeah, just kind of trying to figure out like, now what is going on? And Flip hits the shot at the end that kind of gives a two point lead before halftime, but it was just, I don't know, it was just uh, a weird game for us. It was, and uh, yeah, when Wake you know missed their first eleven three pointers, I was thinking, I mean, Duke should have a bigger lead by this. Yeah, you know, I think it was only six points. Mm-hmm. Then Monsanto finally hit their first two, and then it was tied. You know, just yeah, like that, yeah. that lead was gone because Duke hadn't really built on it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good to see at the end of the first half, uh, Duke ran the play. It was tied game 27 all, and Flip made the shot. And Duke never trailed again after that. That shot mm-hmm. to go into halftime at 29-27 uh, was, was a good thing to see him finally finish off a half strong. That's something that John has talked about. They haven't they don't, you know, they've had some trouble in that department this year. Right, right. And uh, so that was good. And after the game, John was a little little edgy. Uh, said, you know, he's heard talk people questioning this team's toughness. Um, I've written about that. Uh, I'll stand up and say, yeah, that I was one of them. <laughs> and uh, I think Jay Will has said some things on ESPN. Uh, others have, and uh, uh, he said nobody should question this team's toughness. That you know we've got the edge. We've got, uh, and he said, you know, basically we showed it tonight. But he also admitted that there's still an extra gear for this team to hit. Uh, before we get to March. And so, um, uh, but winning that game against Wake did show uh, this team had an edge that, that they needed to have because that was a that's an NCAA tournament team. And we talked about how, okay, it's okay to beat Notre Dame and Boston College, these teams at the bottom, but you've got to, when it comes time for these games, you've got to step up and do it. So um, the, the guys seem to have um, taken this, you know, we'll, we'll see if they take it forward, this this edge that John says they have. But I thought that was a good sign that John was kind of, you know, kind of beat his chest a little bit and proud of that win. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I did see him kind of get more emotional into the game uh, than I've ever seen him. You know, he threw the ball down the court to the referee. Yeah, got the, crowd, got the crowd into it and things like that. So I, I don't, I don't think I ever questioned their um, their edge or their toughness. I just question, you know, certain players' consistency. You know. You know, that being with Flip being consistent, Proctor being consistent, you know, um, you know Mark Mitchell, who's now coming on a little bit later, uh, being consistent, just having those guys being consistent throughout the whole season, I think it would be 
um, a far better team and far further along as well. But the fact that, you know, uh, he kind of sit there and said that, hey, I hear y'all talking about, you know, my team and things like that. He, he knows his team. He knows how to get them kind of revved up and things like that, too. And it wind up showing uh, a little bit with that, uh, the Wake Forest game. And that was a tough game for us to actually win and to do it at home. So I thought that was uh, pretty good. And hopefully we're going to carry that over to Florida State. But it was it was great. It was one. It was really good to see, you know, Coach Shire kind of be, you know, ramped up and revved yeah. up and, you know, trying to get the crowd into it. And then also the team seeing that and feeding off that and kind of going to the, the second half, uh, kind of doing the whole um, push and trying to, you know, hopefully they'll make better, you know, three-point shots, you know, the next <laughs> game. But, you know, just, see, just seeing that. So I'm glad for that. They did hit five three-pointers uh, early in the, se- in the second half to kind of help extend that a little bit. And uh, that was one thing. Because you're right, the three-point shooting the last four games really hasn't been good. It was they were Even against Wake, they were only 10 of 30, which is 30%, yeah. which – isn't fantastic. Um, it's yeah. better than other games when it's 21, 22%, but, <laughs> but yeah. they had, they had one little flurry there where they made them uh, yeah. and that kind of helped, you know, get some separation there and, and, and went and never give up the lead again. But I do, I'm glad you mentioned that about John showing some emotion there. Um, I, I, we hadn't seen a lot of that out of him and he was frustrated with some of the calls that were going on and some of the things that were happening. Uh, but, and he grabbed that ball and luckily, you know, the play was at the other end of the court. He threw it where the play was going to be. There was an official standing right behind him that was expecting him to turn that hand to the ball, Clarence Armstrong. <laughs> and he started to like, I don't know if he's going to blow a technical or something, but he started to, and then he realized, oh, he was throwing it to the other referee. Okay. But John was also, <laughs> he, he, I mean, he handled it with, with, with just great uh, tact. Like yeah, he could have, yeah. you know, he, he, he was clearly frustrated. He threw it, but he threw it toward the official. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah, and then he yeah. was like throwing his hands up and kind of getting the crowd going. And right, and, right. So, and the official that was behind him, Clarence, was almost like, uh, okay, I can't, uh, I, I can't tee you up. I right, want right, to, right. but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, he lopped it up there. So it gave enough time for him to go and get, a, get the crowd into it. Yeah. And then kind of go back to uh, coaching and calling out the play, whatever he's calling out the play, whatever. But yeah, he, <laughs> he, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. So, you know, some, some coaches, they, they take that technical foul, they kind of get the team fired up. But yeah. he wound up, uh, you know, kind of locking the ball up, you know, high enough so he could turn around, get the crowd into it, call the next play, and then be ready for it before the ball even get interested in bounds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It was good stuff. It was an interesting night at Cameron yeah. there. But so uh, we mentioned earlier, and you said uh, we talked about Tallahassee. That's where Duke plays next. Florida State does, doesn't look like an NCAA tournament team this year. I think they're, they're 12 and 10. Um, I should probably have that off the top of my head, and I don't. But I will, um, I will get that right here. And it is, yes, they are. Well, they're thirteen and eleven. I knew they were two games over, so that's okay. where they are. Uh, they're seven and six at the conference. Um, so they're not uh, heading. You know, obviously they want to try to beat Duke and uh, kind of boost their season as, as a lot of teams do this time of year. Uh, so that's going to be a tough one. And then the next game after that at Miami. Uh, Miami was the Final Four team last year. They are not looking like they're going to make the tournament this year. They're fifteen and nine. Um, I think they're 73rd in Ken Palm, so they're way down. Uh, they don't really have much of a chance to get back on the bubble unless they can, you know, beat Duke, yeah. right? So <laughs> either beat Duke or make a run in the ACC tournament. So they got to do right. one, of the, one of the two. And the way they play against Carolina, I'm like, how come they didn't play like this the rest of the season? They wouldn't be in that situation. And yeah. They didn't wind up losing to Carolina by two points. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was very surprised that 
that team is not as you know better than what it was after, after what happened last year. Because they brought in Matthew Cleveland from Florida State as a transfer. He was Florida State's best player, and they came to Miami. And he, he I really thought they were going to be right back up at the top of the really conference good. again this yeah. year. I'm really surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that too. Miami Me has too. it. So I don't know what's going on down there, but uh, they're not playing very good defense. I know that for a fact, and that's unusual because usually Jim Laranega's teams are pretty sound. Uh, but that's not that's not happening for them this year. So two tough road games for Duke on those two. And then, um, you know, after that, uh, it's at Wake. And that's going to be a heck of a battle, I think. Um, and we'll have another episode before we talk about that game. But but uh, after these three home games, three road games for Duke coming up, uh, Florida State, Miami, and Wake. And uh, so, again, they're going to be tested. They're going to get a chance to show this toughness. Right now, though, Duke has won 14 of the last 16 games. That's a heck of a. That's a heck of a streak. I think it, people it will not trade that for anything. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I just wish that uh, we shot better, especially at home. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on. So hopefully, if we're not shooting good at home, you know, shooting well at home, hopefully this in the next three away games, all of a sudden it flips for us and we're shooting well on the opposing court. So I'm hoping that's the case because right now I'm like, this, this we have way too many good shooters for us to be only shooting, what, 28%? From, yeah. from three and 33 from three from, you know, against BC. Like, we're, we're, we're way better than this. And Duke in conference play has made 36.5% of the three-pointers. That's including this little slump they've been on. So mm. that tells you, you know, how good they were before that in ACC play, right? So yeah. it feels like there's like a big – there's a there's an outburst coming. Like, there's – the drought, it's going to rain. <laughs> They're going to rain threes. Somebody's going to get hit with, like, a 14 out of 25 day or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, uh, if uh, McCain is in uh, any indication, we need to get everybody's grandparents into uh, the gym to help uh, <laughs> rebound. That's right. <laughs> so they all can get to, you know, have a good shooting game and, uh, and rebound the game too. So, yeah. And Jared is out there after every game. We do our interviews in the locker room. We come back out in the press room to write our stories at, at Cameron. And you can hear him out there. The ball's dribbling. He's out there. After oh, every game, he's back on the court at Cameron. He's in Cameron or is in the practice? Yep. He's at Cameron. Oh, okay. Now, sometimes okay. he goes to the practice, you know, with his grandparents. But this was – I've heard him out there all the time uh, in Cameron. He's out there getting shots up. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Within a half hour after the game's over. So oh. um, so he's he's got the work ethic, man. He's got it. <laughs> okay, okay. That's you don't got to worry about him. That's good to hear. He's got yeah. it. Um, I have to tell you something else that uh, – Maybe they were doing this when you were playing. I don't know, but like the guys that don't play 15 minutes in the game, they go run. They immediately go run as soon as the game's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, yep. so um, I know the other night, Sean Stewart, Ryan Young, all those guys. You know, <laughs> uh, the Boston College game. Sean played 12 minutes, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't make it. I gotta go. I gotta go run." <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the baseline is, but when I played, I think it was 20 minutes. If you didn't okay. play at least 20 minutes. Then you got to go run. So okay. uh, I, I do remember uh, it was a couple times early on in my career where I had just hit the 18, 19 mark. And I'm like, oh, I can't just run two minutes to be done. Like, no, nah, I, I know. Come run. on. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to actually run the whole program, whatever they had, uh, Coach Will uh, had, and um, after the yeah. game and things like that. So, but yeah, yeah. And that was, it kind of gave you extra motivation because you really want to, you know, be able to play and don't want to, you know, be the guy. That's out there playing. I'm sorry, playing, but running on the on the treadmill after yeah, the games. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So Sean, we were talking to Sean because he he played pretty well against Boston College. Sean Stewart did. 
but he was like, oh, I gotta go run back, you know, that kind of thing. I still got it, still gotta do this. He's living yeah. in both worlds, the reserve world and the contributor world. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, you know, it gets wake, he he was in there and then he got two quick fouls. Yeah. And that kind of knocked him out. So uh, John went with somebody else uh, that, that night to kind of stick with Flip because Flip wasn't in foul trouble as we mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. full circle on this podcast. Um, right, right. That's what you want. I mean, you know, Sean brings a lot of things, but Flip's Flip's the All-American. He's supposed to be doing All-American things. So right, right. Um, we'll see if he continues that as we go forward. All right. Well, um, we'll uh, appreciate everybody listening to this episode of the Believe in Duke podcast, uh, sponsored by Bet Online. Uh, we will be back um, after the weekend with another episode to talk about the Florida State game and uh, as they get ready to go to Miami. And uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. You know, the Blue Devils, because of Carolina losing lately, especially they've lost three Tuesdays in a row. So Tuesdays are not good for the Tar Heels. I guess that's that's the takeaway from, <laughs> from this month anyway. But uh, as we as we tape this, Duke is half a game behind Carolina in the standings. Carolina's 13, uh, 11 and 3. Duke is 10 and 3. Uh, so Duke still has a game to play. Uh, uh, Carolina's played one extra game that Duke hasn't played. So it's all going to come down to March the 9th, isn't it, Sheldon? It's all going to come down to the last game. Down to uh, round two. At Duke Cameron. Carolina. Yep, yep. Duke At Carolina. Cameron. So yes. As long as we take care of our, our business on the road uh, these next three games, it's going to come down to uh, you know, Cameron Indoor Stadium, March 9th, Battle of the Blues, Battle of the Tobacco Road, how you want to call it. It's going to be coming down to that. As it should be, as it yeah. should be. So very good. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We will uh, be back with another one. Hope you'll join us for the next one. All right. Let's go do. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.